Welcome into Positive Light. We're trying to put a positive influence into you and this world. Well, today is going to be part two of Tim Burton's testimony. I hope you guys enjoyed it last week. You know, when I first got to know Tim at One by One Church, where we both attend, if you'd have told me about his past, I would have said I would have never believed it. But after hearing his testimony and what God's done in his life, it gives us a lot of hope that God can do miracles in our lives. So here is part two of Tim's testimony. So it's good to be back with you all tonight. I want to talk a little bit about uh, relationships and just how much they've uh, meant to me in my life, especially in my relationship with Jesus. And I talked a little bit before just about going through the hard work of relationship with Him. And if He had just healed me with a touch and I was instantly transformed and drug-free, then I wouldn't have had the richness of uh, just finding Him in all of those areas in my life that I didn't know He was there uh, in the middle of the struggle. And He's really all about the relationship. So, fast forward to uh, recent times, I uh, I was uh, released from prison many years ago. It's been 25 years now, and in the interim, I met a beautiful woman. I might have touched on it last time. Nancy is her name. I met her at New Hope Community Church. We were going to a young adult thing, and uh, we went to a concert together. It was amazing. Never been apart a day since then. And the reason I bring that relationship up at that point is we were driving to a meeting together um, and we'd only been really hanging out for a couple, three weeks. And I just felt uh, the urge, the nudge, I think, from the Holy Spirit to talk to her about relationship and exclusivity. And so I did, I just said, you know, this is how I feel about you, basically, like, you are marriage material, and mind you, you know, we'd only been hanging out for a couple or three weeks, so it was uh, pretty, I guess, aggressive or a uh, pretty big risk, but I wanted to lay it out there, because I wasn't interested in, uh, you know, just dating around. I had a lot of opportunity to, uh, to do that if I had wanted to, but what God showed me is, that friendship is a powerful thing. And uh, and he really showed me that in Christ and then that began to manifest in my relationships with people uh, in my young adult group. So I'm driving with Nancy, I pose that question to her and you know, I'm waiting and she said, I feel the same about you and I'm like, you do? And she's like, yeah, and I'm, so we're exclusive and yes and so we dated for a year and a half or so, and then we got married, and, and uh, it was amazing. So much fun. Part of our wedding, uh, 
you know, at your wedding, everyone comes in from out of town, right? And, you know, it's your big day, you get married. There's so much rushing around and I, that I've seen at weddings. Well, we decided to, uh, to do it a little different. And we had a big, uh, the wedding was amazing in my sister's property. Um, we had a big outdoor wedding in August. And we ended up having a potluck instead of catering in a bunch of food. Her sister made the wedding cake. The whole shebang was like 1500 bucks, and it was the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen or been a part of because of the relationships with the people. So the wedding's all done, the gifts are all out, and I'm talking with Nancy and we decide, hey, we, don't see, we haven't seen some of these people for years. Let's just stay and open our presents now and hang out with these people. So that's what we did. We hung out all day. Our wedding was like at 10 in the morning or 11. And I think we ended up leaving at six or seven that evening. And it was an amazing day of fellowship with family and friends. And there's a richness in that fellowship that cannot come in this life any other way. Uh, Back to relationship with my mom, I shared last time about my out-of-body experience in her body. Well, she was also a faithful visitor regularly at the prison, and the visits were three or four hours. And, you know, before the first visit happened, I thought, how, are you, how do you sit and talk with someone for three or four hours? I mean, like, is that even possible? And uh, so mom shows up and she shows up and I get to hug her for the first time in a long time and that's amazing. And we sit down knee to knee and I start hearing about my mom's life, about her childhood, about riding from Portland, Oregon out to Sandy when she's like eight and nine years old with her older brother. and just all these amazing stories and all these amazing things that God has done in her life over the years and I, I'm getting to know my mom and it's amazing and it's and before I know it the three hours are up and and what happened was I learned how to hear someone I learned how to how to really sit with someone and and, and look them in the eyes and experience them not just hear their words, but actually experience a person in a way fuller, more meaningful way than, than I knew was possible. So the uh, visiting times in the prison really helped shape my ability to, to hear someone and to uh, really be interested and listen. It was amazing. So. Fast forward back to uh, to today, and I'm gonna kind of shift the topic a little because what's coming on my heart and mind right now is is uh, addiction, and I have a very I'm an addictive personality. I've had I've had it uh, for years, my whole life, pretty much, and so in the time I've been out of prison, I've still had struggles with. Uh, with addiction and falling back into drinking for periods of time and uh, 
really brief period with drugs one time. Um, and the point is that I was able to stop with the help of friends and confrontation from friends, but to get back up, even though I fell down multiple times in the past 25 years, I was always able to get back up. And, and that's critical because if you stay down, you're beat. But get back up and with the help of Jesus and forgiveness and realizing that he loves me exactly where I'm at all the time. And that he says, good job, you, you know, like you did seven years, you did ten years, you're amazing. Look at how much you've grown. I mean, he's our biggest cheerleader. And he's cheering me on and he's cheering you on every day, every minute, if, if I can tune into that and, and, uh, and hear his voice through people and through circumstances, but mostly through people and relationship. So addiction has been a struggle. So maybe six or eight years ago, I started suffering with chronic pain and, uh, and trying to deal with it in various ways. And that was part of my returning to drinking and to deal with my pain in my body. And it wasn't a good solution. Finally, someone suggested that I go to a, a pain specialist, so I did, and I went and saw them, and uh, long story short, they hooked me up with pain pills, and, you know, my addictive personality was all right, you know, I've got a prescription, I got a doctor, I never abused the prescription, but I got them to jack me clear up to, I was taking seven, ten milligram oxycodone a day, I was taking... Uh, morphine pill at night to sleep. I was taking 8 to 10 to 16 Advil and Tylenol a day. 400 pills a month. And uh, I was I was hooked big time. I needed them I thought to function. I needed the pills to be able to go to work and support my family and you know, I had all the justifications, and they were real. I had pain in my body, bad pain. Well, I started having heart problems. My legs were swelling up. I could barely walk up the stairs a lot of times. I'd be so out of breath, and it was getting really bad. Um, well, we had a crisis in our house with one of the kids, and Nancy and I went to some friends that are a good Christian couple that we love, and we just needed some someone to talk to. Well, that night I happened to have all my pain pills out on the counter for a specific reason. And we had to leave right away, so I grabbed all my pills and put them all in my pocket. We got over to our friends. We're praying through this situation with the family. God's showing us amazing things. We're getting victory over, over the problems. And all of a sudden I hear the Holy Spirit in my mind tell me, it's time. And I'm like, time for what? And he's, it's time. And I said, time for what? And a third time, it's time. And I knew what. It was time for me to give those pills up. So I took them all out of my pocket and I set them up on the counters. And I looked at Nancy and I looked at the couple and I said, God's telling me it's time. And they're like, time for what? And I said, time to get rid of these. Let's flush them down the toilet. And the gal, our friend said, we can't do that, it'll kill all the fish. 
And I was like, are you kidding? And she wasn't kidding. So we put them in the garbage and, you know, disposed of them that way. But it was a word from the Lord for my heart that he spoke to me in that moment. And in that word, because I obeyed, was the power to perform the word that he spoke to me. And I know his voice because I have a relationship with him and I've heard it so many times and I heard it that night and I acted out of faith. The, the fear tried to come in, but it didn't have a foothold in my heart because my heart belongs to Jesus. And so my heart's a brand new thing that the enemy doesn't have a foothold in. And so the fear couldn't come and, and get me to bow to it. So instead I said, yes, okay, Lord, I choose to do what you asked me to do. No matter the consequences, I'm trusting you. I'm totally trusting you. And a word came out that there wouldn't be any withdrawals from the, the gal we were praying with. Well, I was like, hallelujah, I'll take that for sure. So... The next day I go to work and it's okay. The next day it's um, it's a little bit of a struggle. And by the third or fourth day, I could only work an hour and, and there's withdrawals going on. And, and I got mad at God. And I want to just let you know, God can take your anger. He can take your mad. He can take any question that I or you have for Him. He wants us to bring those questions and ask them of Him. Because that's what the relationship is about. It's like, God, why... Why am I suffering with this withdrawal? There was a word that there would not be withdrawals. Am I an orphan or something? What's going on? I, I don't understand. And he said, Tim, I love you so much that I allowed enough pain to come into your life so that you would search me out the way you are right now. Because I went into my word. I looked up people people sent me stuff about it and the word that I got was that I can use the word the Bible as medicine and I was taking my word instead of every time I would used to take a pill every couple hours I was taking the word in as medicine every couple hours and God's faithful to his word and he performs what it says and I was searching him out and it I was overcoming in the word it was actually becoming medicine to my body and to my bones. And I had no more pain. I had no more swelling in my legs. My heart problems went away. Everything that was wrong at that point got lifted off of my life because of His Word and His faithfulness. So I thought uh, I'd like to share that with you because... In my previous testimony, I talked about how I expected God to show up with a flash of light and a miracle touch, and, and He didn't, and I did all the hard work. Well, this time he, he did. He dropped a word into my heart, and I obeyed, and it was miraculous. I was talking later with someone, and they said you should have been hospitalized to come off of that many pills. It was definitely the withdrawals were guarded from you. I mean, you were... Uh, just medically, it should have been way, way more severe than it was. So thank you, Jesus, for uh, for being there with me in the middle of that. Uh, something else that is different in my life today than what my life used to be 
is I love to just go up to people in Home Depot or let me just tell you a couple stories. So a few weeks ago, it was a Monday morning. I was heading to work. I was in Safeway. It was like 7 in the morning. A police officer walked in about the same time as I did. And he headed off a different way. And I thought, man, I'd like to talk to him. I think, you know, it was like a Holy Spirit moment of just a connection I'd like to have with him if I could. Well, I went and bought my stuff and didn't see him anywhere. And I was walking out and there he was getting a cup of coffee. Just kind of waiting in line by himself. So I thought, alright. I went up to him, introduced myself, and just said, thank you so much for putting it on the line every day for me and my family. I appreciate it so much. You're amazing. And he lit up. I mean, it, it warmed his heart. And then I felt the Holy Spirit saying, tell him about your testimony. So I said, you got 30 seconds or so? And he said, oh yeah. And uh, he actually said, yes, sir. And I was like, well, I guess I am old. But he was very nice. And so I just briefly told him, I said, hey, 1991, I was on cocaine. I had robbed banks and and I ended up going to prison. I was, I was one of those guys in the back of the cop car that you see probably quite regularly. He said, yep, I see him at the worst every day. And I said, I've been in business for myself 18 years. I've got beautiful children. I've got a beautiful wife. I have friends and relationships. And, and I just wanted you to know that I'm a success story. I'm one of the guys that was in the car, but today my life is beautiful. And he said, thank you so much for sharing that with me because I only see people on their worst day ever. And I didn't preach to him about Jesus, but I loved him with the love of Christ because that's what was in my heart as I was looking him in his eyes and as I was talking with him and sharing this testimony. Sharing the love of Jesus is amazing and it changes people. The other day I was went into the county out in Clackamas and there's a couple gals that work at the desk and I had to do some stuff with some plans and they're always super friendly, nice smiles uh, and they make my day better every time I see them. So I went and met with the plan guy and everything went super great, hallelujah. And I was heading out and I actually had walked clear out the door and the Holy Spirit said, go back and tell those ladies what you think about them. And so I went back in and I just looked them both at, in the mm -hmm. eyes and said, I just want you guys to know how amazing you are. You're so good at your job. You make me feel welcomed and you warm my heart every time I come in here. And they just lit up. And it their, it made their day. I made that moment for sure. I hope it made their day. But it, in that moment, it changed the atmosphere. I could just feel it. And they were so appreciative. It was amazing. It was so good. And that's born out of my relationship with the Father. And it affects my relationships with people. People I don't even know. But, you know, we're all connected. And it's my job, really, to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what He says. Last week... I was in uh, Mexico getting some work done on my teeth and I had some time in between uh, my six hour marathon sessions in the dentist chair 
and I w was out on the street down in Tijuana just walking around went into the little shops and I uh, was able to bless them by buying a couple of things and just told them that that's what I was doing was I wanted to bless their business by buying something from them and, and just told them that God loves them and they said thank you thank you well I came out onto the street and I looked down one way and then I looked the other way and there was a short little guy on crutches and his leg was all bent backwards and it was obvious he was just in pain he's just crutching up the street just struggling along and he got up to me and I said hello and he spoke English so we struck up conversation for a minute and I said Ronaldo could I pray for you and he said yes yes and so I prayed with him and I just prayed God would bless him and you know just pour out his love in his heart and it was a nice prayer and it was it was a real prayer and he said thank you and he had asked me for some help to get some food and water before I prayed for him so I blessed him that way I had some cash on me and I was able to just bless him with some cash to get some food and water and he started up the street and God said no you I wanted you to pray for his healing and I said okay and I caught up to Ronaldo and I said Ronaldo can I pray with you again and he said yes and so I told him I want to pray for healing for your leg is that okay and he told me the story about how it was broke it was severely just it was not good bent backwards and healed wrong and he was in pain all the time for three years and so I kneeled down on the sidewalk in Tijuana all the people walking by and I was just praying and blessing him and praying for that leg to heal and straighten out and for all the pain to leave and I began to feel the muscle in the back of his leg kind of twitching and and I'm believing God's going to heal it and just trust in the Lord and finished praying with Ronaldo and asked him how it was and he said he was pain free for the first time in three years and I was hallelujah thank you Jesus but I want to see it healed and I kept praying for healing and then time ran out I had to get back to the dentist chair and his leg didn't straighten out but praise God he was pain free for the first time and walking without his crutches up the street limping along very excited and happy and I, I'm still believing for that leg to be straight so right now I even now I just speak to that leg straighten out in Jesus name Ronaldo be healed thank you Jesus 25 years ago or 20 years ago or even 10 years ago I would have never thought of myself you know kneeling on the street in Tijuana because there was the love of Jesus in my heart for some complete stranger that I'd never seen or probably will never see again I told him I was looking forward to seeing him in heaven he knew Jesus and that we get to dance a jig together when uh, we see each other in heaven and he thought that would be alright and so did I so that was my encounter with Ronaldo just a few weeks ago well just a few days ago actually and the thing is that God is a God of relationship I mean he has made a place 
in his heart uh, for each one of us. So, so I have come to understand that, you know, the Bible tells me and you, us, that we're created in his image. Imagine that. We are created in his image. Uh, lately, God has just been uh, exploding love in my heart. And I understand that God is love. And that is a big subject to try to understand. But very simply, what he's showing me is anything that he does is miraculous because he's God. And because he's God, the miracles he does are born from love because that's what he is, is love. And the biggest miracle of all is he sent Jesus Christ as a baby into the earth. So love came and was born into the earth in the form of Jesus. And then that very same love, 33 years later, was nailed to the cross. And then he shed his blood, and when he shed his blood, he shed his love all over you and me. And he gave us the opportunity to walk into the freedom of that relationship of love with him. And what blows my mind is that we are so amazing. And I, I don't want to forget it, and I want you to know it, that you are amazing. You are so amazing that Jesus chose to become a man. He chose to become one of us. He, he is one of us. We are so amazingly made that God in Jesus became a man for eternity. That's how much He wants relationship with us and how available that relationship is to us because we're made in His image. So nothing else will ever satisfy that place in my heart or in your heart that is longing for something, longing to be uh, happy, longing to be filled with joy, longing for purpose, longing for recognition. All those things that I'm longing for are found in relationship with Him. And he fills that up perfectly. And where, he, where there's gaps, he comes in and fills those gaps until we walk into those places and become who he's made us to be in this earth. So it's a beautiful thing. And I just, uh, I encourage you to pursue your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know if you want to, or if you don't feel like it, that's okay. Ask Him to make you, ask Him to help you want to. Ask Him to help you feel like it. He's faithful. He will do it. If you honestly seek Him, if I honestly seek Him with my heart, He's always, always faithful to come and meet me and show Himself to me. And in doing so, He shows me who I am. And you and I are amazing. He knit us together in our mother's womb. He knew us before we came 
to be in this world. All our days are numbered. Or our, his thoughts of us are more than all the grains of sand in the whole world. He's thinking about you right now constantly. And He wants you to think about Him. So I just pray that you'll hear the Father's voice of love for your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brothers and sisters out there and those that are coming to know you. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, what a great testimony by Tim. That was awesome. So, my challenge for you this week, guys, is to, again, look at your own testimony and be ready to give it when God nudges you to give it to someone. And my prayer, as always, is that God blesses the journey you're on with Him and that you embrace the path that He has you on. Just remember, guys, you can get me at PositiveLifePodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also catch me anywhere you get your podcast at, at Positive Life. And make sure you check out Medical Stuff by Chris and Mark. Again, they're PG-rated. You know, it's been a great week. Thank you, Tim Burton, for giving your testimony. It was awesome. Next week's episode is going to be on hope. So tune in next week. And we'll see you then.